Just say something. Good morning. Is it working? I don't know. I have no idea either. So yeah, we're got some new Christmas toys, so still still a lot to figure out here, so it's not like any of these other things we've ever done has not been an experiment. So. Right. Alright, so this is this is Ryan. And I am Joy. And we we finished Hell of a Book by Jason Mott. And the question is, did you think it was a hell of a book? It was quite <laughs> the hell of a book. <laughs> I guess we can start off by mentioning that it's the winner of the 2021 National Book Award for Fiction. Oh, right. Yeah, it's the, uh, the brand new winner. Do and you feel that it's, it merits the award? Let's see. Without... Without, I haven't read any of the other nominees, so there's nothing I can compare it to based on what. But as a book itself, I thought it was definitely, definitely worthy of the praise. I'll say that. I thought it was worthy of the praise. It was very much, the style of it was very much my, 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 my type of, my type of story. So, I guess let's, Always like just backtrack. So the book's about it's an author who's on a book tour, and it also weaves in the story of a kid named Soot and um, growing up in the South. So and then the author basically talks about his condition, where he sees things and he doesn't know what's real or not. That's why he became an author, and he always imagines someone called the kid. And it just kind of, that, that's basically the, your blurb. That, that starts you off in the story. So what did, uh, what did you think of it? I thought that it started off in a very straightforward way. But then it took on, um, <laughs> it just wasn't as straightforward as I thought it was going to be when I first started it. It, um, the storyline becomes blurred and complicated between reality and the author narrator's imagination which i was not expecting so i guess i guess the question is i guess the question is um did you did you enjoy it so all the factors all the factors of what it is as a whole as a piece of literature did you like it i did okay so how but how like kind of like it struggled through it I didn't struggle through it. I I liked it. I would probably give it either four or five stars. Okay, so that's that's fair. That's what are fair. your thoughts? I okay. So it starts off and it's almost it's almost absurdist fiction. So it's very serious. The first chapter with like all the stuff with soot, very serious. But then it gets to the author stuff. And so, for instance, it, when it starts off and he's running naked down a hallway, being chased by the husband after having the affair in the hotel, it's this, like, absurdist, comedic... Like, he's running and he's talking about how he hopes the family has a good time um, at Target because they look like the type of people that shop at Target. Like, it's this weird, weird mesh of things. So it's this absurd comedy. 
But as the story keeps going, it remains absurd in a sense, but it almost becomes something that instead of being a person that critiques it, it's the type of book that you would listen to. It was definitely a meditation on racial injustice. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm not trying to get in the whole like you have to, you have to. So like as like as a white guy reading this book, it less becomes something that I need to put my opinion into and something that I need to just listen to see what life is like outside of an experience that I'll obviously never have. Just as a as a white dude, basically. And but he does it he says some very serious, very heavy things, but the whole time he has this like undercurrent of that absurdist humor throughout just to make it to make the, the difficult bites tasty enough the whole way through. So it's not just like, you know, beating you over the head with things. It's it still remains fun in a way. Oh, I agree. I was not expecting it to be playful, insightful, and moving all at the same time. Playful is a good word. Yeah, it was very playful, very, but also very heavy. Yes, it very was. heavy and very difficult at times. Just as like putting yourself in these characters' shoes, kind of thing. So, do you feel he he succeeded in what he was trying to accomplish? Yeah, I would say yes. I think. I agree. I think he did. I think he did a very good job. It um, felt almost immersive to me. Like you were like, well, I guess part of that Just too. Just the whole was, experience. Because he never said the name of the characters and stuff, but I, I like that. Because at the, at the end when he goes, you know, you're probably thinking all like the kid and Soot and the author are all the same person. He's like, we are and we aren't. It's a work of fiction. But he so he's using this, this fictional. He's just toying with this whole fictional idea, but saying all these honest truths. Um, and it's, I don't know. I know it's not something for everyone, even if it's for his, for his themes or for his style of the absurd nature of the story. Um, so I know it's not for everyone, but I, I enjoyed it. Plus, any, any book... <laughs> that has Nicolas Cage as a main character for a chapter, you got my vote. That alone is worth the National Book Award. I even took a picture of the page and sent it to my brother-in-law. And he, go, it, he goes, he's like, I don't know what the National Book Award is, but it, it definitely deserved the win. I actually thought of you when I got to that part. <laughs> let's see, I wrote down, let's see, what, what page was it here? It's the greatest. It's the greatest Nicolas Cage line in any National Book Award-winning book ever. Where it says, "You might not know it to look at me, but I've always thought that Mr. Ghostwriter, Spirit of Vengeance, was the greatest thing since somebody put the idea. Somebody got the idea to put corn sweat in a barrel and call it bourbon. <laughs> like, how else are you supposed to describe Nicolas Cage? It gets. It was. It was so much fun, but even the stuff Nicolas Cage, the character, is saying, it's still very serious stuff, so it's amazing how he just weaved, weaved these ideas, but 
I think I think sometimes you need like a great comedy is always telling the truth. You know, it's it's there's always what's that saying? There's always the the truth within every joke or or some some sort of variation of mm-hmm. of that sort of thing. Sorry, I was about to I feel like I'm about to sneeze and I <laughs> I don't know how that's going to react to these these new toys. Do you remember when Nicolas Cage was first mentioned in the book when he I don't I mean I should have written it down but I didn't when he mentioned that um, something about the afterlife being just where you can just watch Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> Do you remember that? I I should have written it down but I didn't. It's not a, it's not as clear as the when he's on the airplane mm-hmm. in my mind but I did I sent my brother-in-law multiple pa- Every time it mentioned Nicolas Cage in this book, I'd snap the page and send it to him so he could... I, this might be... This might be... He might not read many books, but he might pick up this one after all those. Um, and he, he also briefly mentioned solipsism. Did you catch that part? And I just really thought that it... It, it sort of ties into the story in a loose way. Um, so... Um, Solipsism is just basically the theory that the self is all that can be known to exist and everyone else is just a part of your dream. Uh And then there's a line in in the uh, book on page 98 that reads, In this world that we live in, the fact of the matter is that it's hard to think of anyone as being real. Right. And so, like, they just exist in your mind and imagination, I guess. Well, he even made that that comment about how even the characters are real and aren't real and I think he by doing that he's also by saying none of these people exist he's also saying that like everybody exists and he's making it very universal Uh, where was that there was a line kind of along those lines where it was one of those that you ever hit something, a piece, where you got to stop, and you're like, go back, and you read it again, you're like, okay, well, I understand what I'm reading. Now, now I just kind of need to memorize. But he, when it says, uh, um, but there's a catch to convincing yourself that you don't know a thing. Yeah, it keeps your life on track, but for the thing or person you're choosing not to see or know, you're taking away their whole entirety. And that, I was in my kit. I sometimes pace around the house when I'm reading. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I spent basically the whole weekend eating desserts, and so I'm reading that, and I'm eating a key lime bar, <laughs> and I hit that line, and I have to put it down, and then just like take a moment and just keep going, because that's, it's such a powerful idea that, because he's also, as a character, he's doing these things, and he's calling his own self out, but he's also saying, he's turning into that universal idea, like if you turn your, turn away from ignoring the the injustices that go on, you're not only just not seeing that individual in that situation, you're turning away from an entire, just all injustices, really. Mm-hmm. I am not as articulate as Mr. Jason Mott when it comes to discussing this book. This. <laughs> oh, he, yeah, he was. The writing is, is very eloquent and um, just... But I, I don't know if it would say eloquent. It was so, it was so natural. It was almost, it was, 
it was almost like he was just rambling and the, the words weren't fancy and he didn't try to get like turn phrases really hard he just it was a guy just on tour who wanted to drink and hook up with women and he was just going off about it i mean the, the soot parts definitely were more i'd say literature but but the author parts were just so natural just is articulate a better word <laughs> or would you not even go there i, I no, but i mean even using even using the simp most most simplest word look at me not being articulate even saying simple things in simple ways can be articulate. You don't have to be fancy to be articulate, but but the idea of eloquence adds like a whole pinky up at tea time kind of idea. Really? I don't see it that uh, way. I just thought that he, he he just did such a great job at getting his point across. Oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely yeah. did that. But I I just some of the lines they were just so so just like blunt like be like a line like, I just really want to drink. And I'm like, well, that's, you don't normally see something that punchy and simple and something that you, when you associate the National Book Award, you think it's going to be not more difficult sentences, but more literature. literature. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I love, I love how he made it so, like I said, he just made, he took these difficult ideas and difficult themes and things that needed to be said and made them simple enough that any person, whether you read literature or not, could pick up this book and still grasp it. Mm -hmm. As long as you really like weird metafictional blurring of line. I, I love that. I loved how he told the story. How, because you're so used to reading something and trying to put everything together. So he's mentioned like the fathers and you're thinking, oh, you know, he's actually Soot or he's gonna be the kid. And then he just comes out and says, I'm everyone, and I'm no one. And I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and I think it's interesting that the book is semi-autobiographical. Oh, is it? I looked up his, his um, bio. Right. And the narrator of the book and um, Jason Mott are both from Bolton, North Carolina. Okay, I didn't know. I knew, I knew he, he went to school in North Carolina by this lovely blurb on the yeah. back cover. But but I didn't know he was from both. That's that's even like that's even better in my opinion. Right. So now he's taking these he's saying like I'm a character, I'm real and I'm not it's it's smart. I I really I really enjoy it. That's what I wanted to mention that it's it's such a smart and witty book. I I just couldn't help but like it. And I love the fact that that he he got his he got his BFA in fiction, but he's got his master's in poetry. So he's not like trying to be like all hoity-toity poetical. Is that a word? I don't know. And flowery? Yeah, he's <laughs> keeping it simple and he's keeping it very just for lack of a better word, he's he's keeping the fiction real, you know. And I I really I don't know. It was it was my kind of my kind of book, I especially the first half. The second half was something that Everyone tries to put their, their stamp and their opinions on everything, and that's not my place in this book. My, my place with this book is to just to listen and to digest what he's telling and not, not try to say, but, you know, this. It, it's just to take whether you agree or not agree, you listen, and you just have to take that quiet moment in my, well, I just said I was trying to put, not put my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion about these opinions. Uh, Did you expect that element... 
in in the book though i I didn't know anything about it i didn't I didn't know anything about the book at all except that we just that it won that thing, so we decided to go for it um, when it when the scene happened with the father the first time because he kind of breaks he kind of repeats scenes in different ways, which I thought was was a really interesting way to tell his story um, but I, I you cannot talk about the shooting of an unarmed man and not I think eventually discuss race yeah you have to mm-hmm. once when it gets brought up you have to discuss it like he's not just gonna pop that in there and then keep going with more Nicolas Cage like this <laughs> as much as I you know right. he can do that all he wants to <laughs> I um idea when I think it was the second chapter when Soot was introduced mm. and he was playing the game with his parents where um, he made himself invisible mm-hmm. so I I got an idea then right but um, I mean but it's such a neat concept though like to to keep yourself safe you have to make yourself invisible but then that comes into play in in the book later right it, it even he he basically points at like what what do you do? What can you do? And right. even when you think you're trying to do the best thing to keep yourself safe, is it really not only just keeping yourself but every everyone else in your community and people you know? I don't know. Is that well, it, it's certainly not not guaranteed. Right. Right. I said I'm I don't know if I'm saying this stuff is as as clear as clear that is a my head just spitballing stuff. You haven't had enough coffee. No. <laughs> but it's such a great example of of um, what metafiction is. Right. I, I I think he did such a great job. Yeah, I I very much very much enjoyed it. And then I I even uh, I told told Colby about having to send her brother a. Uh, the pages about Nicolas Cage. So he's as as big of a fan of Nicolas Cage as you are. I started off as a joke between us, and then that just so it's not like we were both like connected over the fact that we were Nicolas Cage fans. We watched this movie with Nicolas Cage, and it just became this running gag. That's so funny. Because um, we got each other the same gift that first Christmas after that one particular Nicolas Cage movie we watched. And you didn't realize. It. I didn't know it. That is too funny. And it just kind of snowballed into this. this <laughs> on-running joke. I mean, I've always liked Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. but but you would think the way we talk about it that we were both like die-hard since birth Nicolas Cage fans, but... Oh my goodness. But yeah, but I've always... Sorry, I looked down, I saw his name, but I was always... I've never read anything by Jason Mott. I haven't either. But I was... I've been familiar with his name. and We have a couple more of his books over there. Do we really? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've always been curious about about his writing, so especially after reading this one, I'd really, I'd really like to see what else he has to offer. I just, I really like his style. He's, he didn't try to be, like, you know how, like, sometimes you get those authors that just try to be fancy for the sake of being fancy. He wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. He, he's just. I also don't think it would have suited the book, mm-hmm. um, just for being what it is. It wouldn't have fit the character of the, the author. Right. <laughs> he he was 
very interesting. I mean, we should have discussed him more. I we think. can. We got. We got time. Oh yeah. Uh, how would you describe him? It. I thought about it all morning, and I don't know if I have <laughs> the best words to to describe how I see see him in the book. You know, some people say there'll be a person and they'll describe me like, oh, that person's a character. I think that's the best way to describe him, especially since Jason Mott makes the joke or makes the comment that, you know, they're all, they're all characters. So he's, I think he's supposed to be at times just off the wall. And I love the fact he weaved in the old movie. Like, it's just, there was just so much to it. There's this, and all the, all the Kellys. I was going to mention the three Kellys. <laughs> that was so funny. And, now, <laughs> and it just worked because like, even he kept saying like he didn't know what was real or not real. And it, it didn't, it didn't matter by the end mm-hmm. what was real and not to the, to the character because the author himself says, you know, it's all not real. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I, I'm definitely not as articulate off the cuff here. I'm sure that I will think of more things to say after we... <laughs> oh, that's usually how it works. Yeah. That's usually how it goes. Do you think that uh, Soot and the kid were one and the same, although they were distinguished? I think all three were... I think the so, because author I was Soot. thinking the same thing, but he... Well, the, like I said, the, you, so you're something like, like Fight Club, where you're trying to like put the pieces together. Who's Tyler Durden versus the narrator, and you know it all kind of comes together. Sixth Sense, like you're trying to figure out who Bruce Willis is, and so we're so accustomed to stories like that because you know there's there's only so many ways you can tell a story. As he's introducing very distinctly the kid and Soot and the author, you're trying to figure. Just naturally, in my mind, at least for me, I was like, okay, so like, how are they all pieced together? Who's who? And then he toys with you by showing the kid in a different place where Soot possibly couldn't be, or the kid possibly can't be the author if he's looking at a dead body of the kid. And I, I like how he, he kind of weaves that little mystery till that one line where it says it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all meant to tell you these, these bigger truths. And mm-hmm. So I think he just took... He even took the metafictional genre and flipped that into even more metafictional, which I completely applaud. I love, I love some metafiction. I. That's what I thought. <laughs> oh, and did you notice the, uh, the, the each chapter had the two, the the heads. So there was yes. the boy head and then the man head and the hat. It's the silhouette or something. The silhouettes, and then so there was one. So the boy always faced. I want to say he always faced the left. Let me find a chapter here. Yeah, so the boy always faced the left. Didn't they both? And the man always faced the right. Okay. Except for two times. There was one chapter (laughs) when Soot starts talking about going and imagining stuff. And it's after his father dies and he starts seeing him. And he starts talking about imagining. And he's like, I could imagine myself as an author going on tour. Another where he's toying with you of like, who's who? Soot's facing, or not Soot, but the, the silhouette of the boy's facing the right. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, when it has just the unattributed quotes, where it's like the conversation, ah. he, they both flip again. Yeah. 
So this being a very metafictional book, I think even like the slightest things like like the chapter headings, it, mm -hmm. it, it tells something. It's supposed to tell you something. To what exactly, <laughs> I don't know. He's much smarter than I, I'll ever be, but, but I, I, it's there. It, you don't just flip, flip the head for, for any old reason. There's a, there was this other, other little, little piece near the beginning where it kind of basically describes the whole book's tone where he says, for the record, I wasn't trying to say badgers, I was trying to say hamsters, and I wasn't trying to say defenses, I was trying to say tunnels. And for further record, I wasn't trying to say those hamsters, I was trying to say my mother, and I wasn't trying to say our tunnels, I was trying to say that stroke. So he, he, he takes these, he's just toying with you, but he's also saying something so sad and serious and heavy, so mm -hmm. he, I said, I didn't read anything else for award I just thought I thought it was how would you rate it I probably have to definitely give it closer to a five mm -hmm. um, but it's like I said the, the the latter half is it's something I feel like I can it's not my conversation to have it's my conversation to hear mm -hmm. I think so okay but even even with that it's still I thought it was a hell of a book. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's he wrote it so that we will have the discussions. Oh, I mean, definitely. I mean, about uh, just race and then the injustices that just definitely. naturally come with that. I mean, but who knows, you know, he, I mean, as you said, he, <laughs> he just toured with us in so many ways, but I think that was definitely one of the points that I, I um, got from it. I guess when I say that, it's not to not have the discussion, per se, but it's not my place to try to change someone's opinion about the things that are happening, okay. especially to groups of people where these things are happening to them mm -hmm. and not to me. Well, he also, um, if you remember the part about the when he had that encounter, the author narrator had the encounter with a cop uh -huh. who who killed the right um, Sudbar. he killed the the kid yes 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 that's right the kid and yeah not Sud. but it implied it could have been the same cop with soot but except for the hair color change but that was just another one of those like small things that he just he knew he dropped in just to kind of keep you trying to put this puzzle together mm -hmm. but maybe he's he's always also doing this because there's a bigger puzzle that we're trying to how do we put it together you know how do we all mm -hmm. i just like the fact that he he um included that perspective too right because it complicated matters even more oh yeah, yeah <laughs> and um i guess there's really nothing simple about these issues. Oh no. As as much as we want to make it into black and white. Right. But no, I, I would. Yeah, it's. I agree with you. That it's not. You can't s simplify it. I don't think. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's like they kept telling the author, you know, what is he supposed to do something, but he has no idea what he's supposed <laughs> to do. And, yeah. You know, it was worth a read. It also seemed he was unraveling too at the seams. I mean, just in 
He was barely holding it together. Right. <laughs> I mean, I thought. <laughs> so I guess we should mention that any reader who likes a clear-cut storyline probably won't enjoy this one. Oh no. <laughs> but I mean, every there's no answer because he never, he couldn't, he doesn't know the answer himself. He didn't, he couldn't give the answer. So he, but he's raising the questions, and sometimes that's that's the that's most important thing, right? Yes. So, but yeah. So, two weeks, new year, short book. Let's see, what it was Miss Ice Cream, Miss Ice, I want to say, I always want to say ice cream sandwich. <laughs> Miss Ice Sandwich Look. by Kawakami, Mako Kawakami, is that right? It sounds right it's, to me. So we're, we're uh, taking on something unusual because that's, not weird for us, so. I can't wait to read that one, actually. So new, and it'll be start of a start of a new year, and maybe we'll get these. Figure out how to use these new toys and stuff. <laughs> I don't know how much these microphones pick up. Well, I guess we'll find out. Guess, huh? Yeah, we'll definitely find out. <laughs>